Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Mike Malatesta. On this podcast, I dig in deep with every guest to get to the roots of their success, to discover not just how it happened, but why it matters. My mission is to expose the ideas and clues you need to inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another special and different episode uh, about my book, Ownership, subtitle, How Getting Selfish Got Me Unstuck. And I'm joined again by Dave Will and Richie Burke. Dave, Richie, thanks so much for joining me to talk about the book and your experiences today. Thanks for having us again. Glad to be here. Mm. All right. So this, uh, this episode, we're going to talk about chapter 20 in the book, which comes from Part three, which is uh, called Break, uh, and chapter 20 is called A Truth Punch. And this chapter was inspired by my, I, I was still in the valley of uncertainty, which we talked about in our last episode. Um, and I was, uh, I, I guess I was really feeling uh, entitled and feeling like, um, the world and the company owed me something different. And I was on the phone with my partner, Larry, one morning, on Saturday morning, and I, I was kind of complaining. I was definitely complaining. And we had a, we had a really strong uh, relationship, Larry and I, for more than 20 years. And so it's one of those partner relationships where you're like, oh, my God, this is too good to be true. But we did have our challenges from time to time. And one of the challenges that I had with Larry is I was always trying to compare myself to him. He was uh, 15 years uh, older uh, or so than I, much more accomplished than I was in life. And we had um, become partners almost accidentally uh, because uh, a friend of mine who was Larry's friend, I had approached for some money. And uh, ultimately, he didn't want to do the whole deal. So he brought Larry in, his friend, to be a partner. So I kind of met Larry and we became partners really, really quickly. Um, but despite that, it turned out fantastic uh, as a partnership. But from time to time, we, we, um, I was always, com I was comparing myself to him and we got into like a little competition from time to time. And we were a lot alike. Um, a lot of skill sets were similar. I, again, he was much more accomplished than I, but skill sets were similar. Uh, approach to work was similar. Grinding was similar. And, Sometimes we just, we pissed each other off. And this morning I was, you know, I was in the valley and I was just thinking I was pissed off and I was complaining and he basically told me I was a bitch and I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you sound like a bitch, man. He's like, you run the company. If you want something different, do something different. You know, don't call me up and tell me about it you know, what you should have or what you, you have, what, you know, you, you've got, you've got the autonomy to do what you do what you want. So, you know, make it happen. And I was really, I, guys, I, I was really mad about that. And, but after I thought about it for that Saturday, rest of that Saturday and Sunday, I thought, you know what? He's right. I was, I, I was being that person that I never wanted to be the person who thought, you know, I deserve something better than what I've been able to create um, for myself. And I took that lesson to heart. And, uh, and I, think, I think I've actually taken that to heart for the rest of my life so far where um, I, don't, I, I make it a point never to complain. And if I do complain, I stop myself right away and I say, 
There's no point in complaining here. What's happening is what I is what I've invited into my life. So I just need to if I if I don't like it, I need to change it. Um, so it was one of those conversations that I'm sure you've you guys have had conversations like this, and and listeners have had conversations like this where you're like, I do not like what that person just said to me, and that person is wrong. And then after thinking about it for a while, you say they were doing me a favor by telling me that. So anyway, that's uh, that's that's the inspiration for the chapter, uh, Dave. What what do you have to what do you have to ask me about it? Well, we um, you and I have have something in common, and that is we're lovers. You know, Richie here, he's a fighter, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you and me, brother, we're lovers, man. And part of being a lover is you want to be liked, and uh, uh, you want to get along with everybody. Uh, so what I some of my greatest strifes in my life, um, for better or for worse, you know, people can judge me for this, I guess, if they want, but some of the greatest strifes come from relationships where there's um, some butting heads, you know, like, and, and so I can think of a handful of people in my life that I feel very competitive with and I don't know why. Mm. Um, and although I don't necessarily feel competitive with my partner at PropFuel, I, we have a similar relationship that you had with um, Larry. And and the relationship is one where we're different personalities, right? Like he, my partner is super smart and analytical and he says very few words and I'm quite the opposite in all those ways. And, uh, and, and so sometimes we don't communicate well together. And so I, I read this chapter. I thought, man, it sounds a lot like Cam and me. Uh, and and I, 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 Cam and I have had this conversation many times. I think we are great partners. I, I would not want anyone else. In fact, the yin and the yang that uh, makes us work so well together. To be honest, my wife and I, we're yin and yang too. It's like we couldn't be more opposite. And then sometimes you kind of be like, you, you kind of like, I, I just wish I had someone like me to hang out with. But most of the time, it's the yin and the yang that create the strength, the bond between a couple. And I can't really explain that. Um, so th that was one observation. Um, the, the, the hearing things you don't want to hear uh, is, it, first of all, kudos to you for not wanting to fight it or, or let me ask you this did you want to fight it at all or was it like a light bulb for you where when larry said you know you're you stop bitching and moaning right. make the change did you want to fight that do you really well i'm trying i can't make the change because of this or that or was it just like a light bulb where all of a sudden you're like oh yeah no shit yeah i wish i could say i was enlightened enough for it to be a light bulb yeah I, rarely is that the case i fought with it for the weekend i kept going back and forth back and forth back and forth well that, that for me that was the that was the key takeaway and and i i think the back and the forth and the the fighting when you hear feedback like that it stews on you especially when you're a lover like us man richie he can take it he just he, he takes feedback like that. He just you can see it physically bounce off of his iron like chest. Yeah, <laughs> Dave, I know, I know we I know we just met, and I appreciate you complimenting me on my iron like chest. I've been in the, in the gym recently, but I am uh, 
I'm an extremely non non confrontational, want to be liked by everyone person. So I'd probably skew more on uh, on you and Mike's yeah. end than the than the wanting to fight anyone kind of end. Um, and l- luckily, I hired an operations person a few years ago, which is the yin to my yang. And we we bumped heads a little bit at the beginning because I think it's hard for that visionary and integrator roles to mesh. Um, but no, she definitely not that she fights anyone, but she definitely uh compliments my skill set in that manner. Um, uh, other things. So, yeah, Mike, I, I liked how you talked about just moving beyond the past and creating a new model. I think so many people get so fixated on the past. Nat- naturally, we're wired to focus on the past and also focus on negative things. And a lot of our thoughts just as human beings go towards that. And I wanted to, I, early on when I was reading this, this quote popped in my mind early on, I read a book called the compound effect by Darren Hardy, which is a, it's a good book. It's essentially, it's kind of like atomic habits. Um, James Mm -hmm. clear came out with it recently, but just how the tiny things on a daily basis just compound over time. And you can really change as a person for the better. And I believe this was his quote. He he said something along the lines of like, nothing happens to you. Everything happens because of you. And I read the first time I read that, I was just like, you're better off when you almost take responsibility for everything, good and bad. And, you know, of course, you're going to fuck up and make mistakes. And of course, things aren't aren't going to be fair. And when you're running a business, a lot of the times, the amount of work you put in is going to be disproportionate to the return that you get a lot of times for worse, sometimes for better if you have, you know, some good breaks, but sometimes you're just grinding and grinding and your friends who may be working half the hours you do who have a nice job, who are, you know, bringing in a decent amount more money like that, that stuff happens. So anyway, I think um, as an entrepreneur, you need to be willing to endure that kind of stuff and just the ability to, to step back and take responsibility and know that, Hey, yeah, this shit happened, but I, I'm, I'm in control. I can change. I can, be a different person tomorrow and especially six months or a year or two years from now. And it could be a completely different company at that point too, I think is, is valuable for anyone to hear. Cause you know, you have, you have to be changing the, you put something out there, the market usually punches you in the mouth a little bit and you change and you adapt and you just, you move forward. I'm glad you mentioned the model thing, Richie, because, um, because I, I do go later in the chapter, like I've been modeling myself after Larry all this time, you know, and I think that led to the competitiveness maybe more prompted by me than prompted by him, you know. So um, yeah, it dawned on me after he told me this and after I sort of acknowledged it that you know, I need a different model in my life. I need I need a model of someone who's, you know, further ahead than I am or someone who... Um, just has a different outlook on life than than I do or than he did. You know, I have to I have to do some work. I have to do some work to find the people. He's a great partner, but I need other people, you know, to support and help me see what's possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what we get into in the um, in the, in the fourth part of the book, which is breakthrough. So, um, Richie, Dave, uh, thank you so much for joining me again for another different and special episode about my book Ownership. Uh, how Getting Unstuck, or How Getting Selfish, excuse me, got me unstuck. It's available on Amazon, anywhere you buy books, and it's also available on my website, mikemalatesta.com. Pick it up. See what you think. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for listening to this episode of the How Did Happen podcast, where we believe that success doesn't happen 
unless you make it happen. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. And while you're there, please rate it and leave a comment as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the show, ideas for future guests, or whatever you'd like to share. And of course, you can always find me at MikeMalatesta.com. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to the How'd It Happen podcast.